career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and you know this is where we have the conversations about the stuff that us guys don't talk about, but that we should be talking about. Everything from growing older, sex, things that we've felt in our lives that we don't talk about, all this comes to the forefront. And Today, it just feels like it's the right time to really talk about what's kind of gone on in our world. We're recording this the day before the election. It's going to air later this week. But sometimes you go through life and you've had some success and you've done some things and then you realize this stuff is just making us stronger. And when I had the opportunity to talk to our guest today, I felt like there was just so much good synergy coming from him, given where we are, because he's been kind of figuring things out over the last few months and years about challenges and hardships and difficult times and just really trying to land in where he is. He's been doing music for 40 plus years. And I thought for a guy who's in his 40 plus life to come and talk to us about the things that he's finding where he's reclaiming his direction for his life and his music, it would be just a really great time to speak with Colton Ford and talk about his new debut single, Stronger. So I'm really happy to have him here. Thanks for joining me this morning on 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. Colton, glad to have you here, man. Thank you, Rick, for having me. I, I really appreciate it. So you're you're like 20-something. Life is great. You know, the world is your oyster. And so we really shouldn't even be talking about all this, right? Yeah, exactly. Not a care in the world. Right, right, exactly. And then <laughs> we get to it. easy. Yeah, everything's easy. I'm going to be a big music star and everybody's going to fall all <laughs> over me and I'm never going to have to worry about anything else again, right? Right, I uh, can eat whatever I want. Right, right. Fabulous. Right, yeah. we, we don't have to really work out. We just do that so that we can see who else is in the gym that we might want to hook up with or whatever. So Exactly. Right. Oh, I guess I just kind of gave up. it away. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> Colton is gay. So um, let's just get that out there in the world right now. But um, I love this piece of when I got approached to have you on the show that this, this has been this interesting thing that I kind of brought up in the intro. Like you've been like kind of going deep and looking at your challenges and all this sort of stuff. I think deep breath. I think most of us, that's where we are today. And just as soon as I knew the name of the song was stronger, I'm like, okay, if nothing else, 2020, I feel like has helped me or I don't know, it helped, but it's definitely challenged me to be stronger. So um, tell me, uh, tell me in the audience a little bit about, you know, what is this stuff you've been deeply going and figuring out that you feel like has moved you into this great space for this song to come out? Well, I think hardship and challenges uh, are where a lot of artists find their inspiration. Mm -hmm. It just happens to be a reservoir of so much uh, emotion and material that we can articulate through song that um, I think a lot of artists find um, they're, they're most creative and most inspired when they're dealing with conflict and heartache and pain. Um, and I think my my 50s have been the most challenging for me um, because I've experienced uh, probably some of the greatest loss 
that I have uh, experienced in my life, uh, leading in with the loss of my mother, um, which was huge because we were very, very close. And fortunately, uh, not knowing, but fortunately, I, I was with her and stayed with her the last eight months of her life, not knowing that she was terminal. So I'm so grateful mm. that I did that. And I went through a very difficult breakup and, and difficult fallout. Um, I had some uh, health issues that took me out that needed to be addressed. And then the other thing that I don't think that we as men really talk about is the change of life. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they, 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 they've uh, tagged it uh, menopause, right. uh, but it's a real deal thing. And, you know, I've been doing therapy for 30 years and I went in and uh, was talking about it with my therapist and telling her, you know, I, I just, I, I'm more depressed than I've ever been. I'm not a, a depressed person, but I felt uh, and, and experienced a lot of depression. Uh, there was a lot of not knowing. It's like, you know, what is this? I, I right. haven't been here. And my reference to 50s were, you know, my grandparents. And I'm like, I, well, I'm certainly not that. Right. Uh, and, you know, we've got the, the tape in our heads telling us that now's not the time to take chances. Now's not the time to pursue your dream and passion. And, and you know, I struggled with that because everything that I feel in my spirit and my heart is it's absolutely the time. In fact, I have way more to say, having been here 50 some odd years and having the, 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 the wisdom that that affords than I did when I was 20. So, um, but I needed to take time to just process through a lot of loss and really take a look at where I wanted my life to go. And I was trying other things uh, in addition to my creative. I've always been creative. I always will be. But it's a, it's a difficult journey. And certainly when it's flying and you got a single out or you got music out and you're touring and money is flowing, it's great. But um, in between it's a valley and you've got to figure out, you know, how to move through it. Um, so it was really me taking a look at all this stuff, digesting it, figuring my way through and coming out the other end in a way that uh, inspired me and motivated me to move forward uh, and stronger. I got uh, over the last year and a half, I've, uh, created a production company called Whoop Whoop Productions with my two creative partners, Ron Schrader and uh, Spin Sister. And I got this amazing track and I wrote the melody in the top line really as a self-speak uh, because I was, I was really struggling with just the challenges of, of not only life, but the business and, and, and not being in your 20s and ageism and then sexism, sexism and and, and people having still, uh, some people having a problem with the fact that I did porn for 10 months and mm -hmm. all those types of things. And so it's that self-speak that really enables us to either get through it or it can create the demise of, of our experience. You know, if we're telling ourselves that we're not entitled to it because we're too old or we're too gay or we're too this or we're too that, then that internal voice is taking you out. So, you know, the hook is uh, hang in there now. You got this down, working it out. 
and, and remember what, what don't kill you makes you stronger. Um, and it's easy to see, we got it all inside. We don't need to look outside to get it. You know, if you look at, at, at biblical uh, quotes, heaven is within you, you know, is a metaphysic, me, metaphysical thing for me. It's like, we've got the power within. And so uh, that's where that, that strong, uh, that, that song uh, came from. And it was about a year ago that I wrote it uh, before a lot of the, the mayhem that we're experiencing right now. And the narrative is really that much more uh, uh, current and relevant because yeah. of it. That's, so it, uh, it is interesting how if we look inside, even in this, you know, day that we're sitting like, who knows what's going to come tomorrow and, and the weeks to come the peace. And I've been, I've been talking to a lot of people about this as a coach. It's like, but that peace that is within you is the same as that trauma that you're putting yourself through right now, thinking about what could go wrong or what might not go right. It's all within us. And I'm mm -hmm. glad you brought that up because it's such an interesting thing. I, I feel for men of our age that we either start to get it at this stage of life, or we start to fight that even more because we right. feel like we've either made it and we can start to step into that beautiful space of fuck it. This is just the way I am. And this is who I am in life. And I'm going to live my life on my terms. Yep. We can let it overwhelm us and continue to overwhelm us. And especially in our culture of gay men, I see so many gay men continue to fight it. Like I just can't handle this. I, I don't have the answers within. And, and it's because they've never worked to let themselves access that piece of themselves. Right. right. They want it, it you, from the outside. And, and that's just it. You know, uh, I always find it a little ironic. We go to the gym to work out our exterior, but we don't go to therapy to work on our it's interior. interior. Yeah. And the exterior, uh, you know, is not something that we can rely on forever. So what's going on inside? And I think a lot of people aren't taking a look. And, and part of it, I, I would imagine, would be fear. You know, a lot of people are, they don't want to open the box for fear yes. of what they're going to get. But the reality of it is, is that if they don't, what they're going to get is worse than what they're fearing they're going to get if they dig in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's where our, our salvation comes from. I, it, you know, then the bridge, it, I talk about, you know, uh, my emancipation mm -hmm. through, my, through my liberation. And that's, and that's self-driven. Uh, you know, um, you know, once you have a sense of self and you have a consciousness around it, you can grow from it. And the way that you experience life and your relationships change. And then you start realizing that boundaries have to be applied in order to make sure mm -hmm. that you're protecting that good stuff inside yep. and not giving it to people that are going to chew it up and, and abuse it and throw it out. And I think that's the other thing that I've experienced over the last seven years. I, you know, I had to really do an inventory of the people in my life. And there were some people in my life that had been in my life 30 years, yep. but, but our relationships were different. Yep. And so I had to take a look at, because I tend to be sentimental, what am I getting now? Okay, we had this history and yeah, oh, we have all these memories and blah, 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 but what, what am I getting now? And if I'm not getting reflected back to me what I'm giving, 
then I'm in a, a stage of my life where I'm not good to hang. And that doesn't mean that I, I let go of the love uh, or the fact that I care about these individuals, but lovingly, I'm letting them go and, and, and creating distance so that I'm more peaceful. You know, I don't want to, to, to come into the last stretch of my life. I certainly have more time behind me than in front of me and be in conflict or to- toxicity that isn't mine. Right. So it, it's really about creating boundaries and then proclaiming yourself and your right to it. And, and, you know, yeah, I think in our community, we're really, really rough on each other because we're rough on ourselves. And a lot of us who haven't gotten into the trenches and really addressed those negative voices, those mm-hmm. old tapes from way back when saying that we're not worthy to be who we are, we're, we're, we're blasphemous by being it, you know, we're... we're um, we're dark and evil and don't deserve the, the love of, uh, you know, our fellow man, let alone God, all this heavy crap. Well, if you're not dealing with it, what are you doing? You're projecting it onto others. And, and in that process, we are really hard on each other. Yes. It's you know, one of the I, things I, I see the most in our community. It's oh, like yeah. for a community that, and, and again, I, 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 I see this not only in the gay community, but I see this in the male community in general. We are so hard on ourselves as men. And then you add the gay piece to it. We're even harder on ourselves because we've had to battle the, all these pressures and everything. And they talk about toxic masculinity. It's like, we are the ones that are as responsible for this as much as anybody. And especially when it comes to our gay community, it's like for a community that so bad wants to have everybody's arms wrap around us and love us and care about us and say, you're good. We sure fuck that up a lot. We fuck it up every day. We don't support one another. And that's not to say, I want to make clear that there there is a contingency of our, a large contingency of our population that is supportive, that that I have received a lot of love and support and that are willing to see something more than just the porn experience. Mm -hmm. See past, you know, the fact that I've shown my dick and, and my butt and all that kind of good stuff and see me as a complete person. And with my history that, you know, what I'm doing is actually what I've done all my life. You know, now I fucked around all my life, but in terms of porn, I only did it for 10 months. Do you know what I mean? Uh, But I also think, and and I, I had this conversation with, um, with straight men, especially because the male species objectifies and sexualizes their body ideal. So in the straight community, it's it's the female form and so they're okay with girls doing everything right and being you know kim kardashian and making a billion dollars and and not having it judged as her being a, a porn star right but you have another girl that does porn and she's considered a slut it's 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 hypocritical and it's a double standard and i think it's still you know, one of those things that represents how we, we love sex, but we hate ourselves for it. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the different dynamic with the gay experience is not only do we objectify that body ideal, we actually want to have it within our own bodies. So we aspire to this ideal, but we want it for ourselves. And when we don't have it for ourselves, we may be drawn to those that do, but we also may resent them for having it. And, you know, all of these things are choices. It's not like, you know, I had the body 
that I did and that I do by not putting forth the work. It's a lot of work. So I could have chose not to. And in either choice, I have to be okay with it and not lash out at others who made a different choice. So we're still trying to figure out our rhythm, but I can guarantee you we're stronger together if we unite yes. and support one another than come out with all these little nasty, bitchy little comments. And, you know, my experience in my fan base has been very polarized. They've either been like, you know, this is the greatest thing since whatever, or go back and can I cuss? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go back and, and stick to sucking cocks. Yeah. You, you can't sing. I can sing a cappella, which I've done over and over again. I, you know, you can't sing, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. It's like, no, I can sing. You might not like my music, but you can't tell me I can't sing, period. Right. So, but it's because you know, we, we put still... each other in these boxes. This is like, okay, right. well, right. here's Colton. He's he's done porn. Oh, well, that means he can't do this, you know. Right. And right. it was interesting, even as I was getting ready for this, I just read I just read the bio and I'm like, oh, cool. I like this. this you know, cool, gay, you know, singer. Love it. And then I was doing some research and I'm like, oh, okay, Colton Ford, let's like check it out. And I'm like, I kind of knew the name, but I'm not a big porn guy. I'm like, I don't, this isn't what I spend my life doing. And then I started seeing that. I'm like, oh, okay, this is part of his world, right? Because I just see the world that way. <laughs> this is yeah. part of, he did, this is a part of him. This is a part of him. This is a part of him. And when we as men, whether it's gay men or straight men, start to put each other or anybody but especially man to man into these boxes of this is what masculinity looks like this is what being a good person looks like this is we screw ourselves as much as we're trying to screw the other person totally totally it's like it's like we want to com uh, compartmentalize everything yep. and masculinity is as broad a, a, a term as as feminine femininity you know it's it's it covers the spectrum of expression and all of those pieces need to be respected and received and acknowledged and 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 not judged and not put down and when you're talking about a community who fights that to perpetuate that very thing onto one another is completely counterintuitive. Yep. And the other thing that I that, that, that I'm always struck with, because I, I I I you know I've been receiving so much love and, and positivity, but you know, there's there's these scragglers that could these haters that come through, which I'm very for agreements about. It's like they're hating on me, that's what they're telling themselves. It's not yep. about me. No, um, but you know, when you talk about ageism. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I can guarantee you, I don't care if you're 20 or you're 100, you're not going to be cool with anyone telling you by virtue of your age, you're not entitled to pursue your life and your passions and your dreams. Yep. No. So if you want to come to me and say, you know, something about my age and go, you know, go to a retirement home or that's on you. I mean, yep. that's, that's your limitation and that's going to reflect on your life experience. I've done a lot of shit in my life that I probably would not have been able to do if I was not cool with who I was and who I am, knowing that and giving myself permission to have experiences that I felt if I didn't, I would look back at the end of my life and regret not having them. When I did the porn thing, I was coming out of a, 
kind of a repressive relationship. I had spent the, the you know twenties and thirties really focused on my music, deals with virgin deals, you know, making everything and trying to make everything work. Um, and I got to a place where I started seeing uh, a porn star. His name was Blake Harper, um, real name Peter. And, you know, I didn't know anybody in that in that field. And so I had my own preconceived notions of who they are and who they would be. And and he he busted all that down. And he was intelligent and accessible and he wasn't tragic. He was lovely. He was going through a transition. So he was trying to figure things out. But so I gave myself permission to have an adventure. If you want to see it, great. If you don't, don't. No shit off anyone's asses. What's the big deal? It's more a reflection on how that person feels about their own shit, about their own sexuality. And I think the other thing that played into it is, you know, two of gay man's fantasies are being a pop star or being a porn star. So how dare I think I can do both? both well, guess right. what? I can and I did. Right. And exactly. and and I just own it. It doesn't make me any better or any worse. It just makes me a multifaceted person that's living his, his life and, and having some wonderful experiences. I don't mm -hmm. regret doing any of that. I had some fun. I mean, I really did. It was crazy. It, it was more than what I expected in many ways. And I got out of it what I needed and I moved on. It's all good. Yeah, but um, but we have a lot of uh, I, I shouldn't say a lot. Well, we have a segment of our population that just can't get with it, and like you said, it does us no good as mm -hmm. a community, as 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 a, a resilient effort mm -hmm. to be accepted, regardless of how we express ourselves and who we are and what we do. If we're not killing somebody or hurting somebody or taking rights away from people, yep. um, then we should be supported in our, in our journey through life. But I also think, and I love that you brought this up here as kind of like, you know, a really great space to like bring this full circle. It's this giving yourself permission to have an adventure or giving yep. yourself permission to do something that you've been wanting to do. I have guys that I work with in my practice not gay guys, heterosexual guys who are like struggling to give themselves permission to do things, whether that's leave a job that's like really high paying job and go do something that they care about. Or like, I want to go travel here, but I just, you know, I'm just so tied to my work or even I want to take a stand and say, this isn't right, <laughs> but they have to give themselves permission. And I love the permission yeah. to have an adventure because it's actually one of the cores of one of my talks. It's like the first thing I had to figure out as, and uh, you know, depends on the audience I'm doing the talk for, but if it's about, you know, LGBTQ stuff, you know, the first thing I had to do was give myself permission to be gay. If it's yeah. about an entrepreneurial thing, the first thing I had to do is give myself permission to run my own business and go out on my own. The piece of permission is huge. And to also give yourself permission to not give a fuck what somebody else thinks. You mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. have to give yourself permission. And I think this is where guys of our age, again, you either step into this and you're like, I am giving myself permission to go do my life or you're not still not giving yourself permission to be who you are. And then you wonder why you're screwed up and you're not doing everything you want to do. And to your point again, and I love this when you brought this up about we go and we give ourselves permission to go work our body and get in shape and all this, but that doesn't matter if up here 
in our head mm-hmm. is not getting worked out and getting through some of this shit too. So it's just well, great I, stuff, man. And well, thank you, man. And I, I, I think everybody should be in therapy. I, I mean, it, you know, that, that therapy, and I've been with the same therapist. She's amazing, but that's, that's an hour of me time. Yes. For me to look at my life on a weekly, to talk about things that I went through, how I handled it. I can guarantee you most of the people that I'm dealing with aren't doing that, no. but they're getting the, the, the benefit of my work. Yep. And, you know, I, I try and come as empathetic and mindful and considerate and, and kind, but when it crosses the line, then my boundaries are up. And then I, and then those people will say, Oh, he's everything that they told me I am, mm-hmm. uh, but not. Yes, exactly. Like they're saying, Oh, you're so mindful and you're so this, that, and the other. And then the shit hits the fan and, and I'm the worst thing since last spread. It goes out of their head completely. Mm-hmm. But because I think, you know, we become the mirror. Not well, saying that, and, and, that we're like the best thing, but it's like, and I see it too. When somebody gets under my skin, it's like, it's because they're the mirror. I'm seeing something in them that I know is within me that I need to go work on. And depending on how I choose to do that, I can either be fucked up and miserable about it, or I can step in and go, okay, I have the awareness. Now let's step into this and let's go work on this. But so well, many people don't know, do that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you also know in the moment what, is going to be codependent yes. in that process and what isn't. And I remember my therapist saying, you know, the, the healthier you get and the more boundaries you're able to incorporate in your experience, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, but, but he's your brother, mm-hmm. but she's, you should have, could have, would have. And that codependency has us doing things that keep us locked in this dysfunction. It's like, no, my, my, creating boundaries enables me to stay safe so i can then take care of the people around me exactly. without at, at, without it being at the expense of of me taking care of me a lot of people don't get that and you know what that's okay they can they can have whatever thoughts they have they can they can draw whatever conclusions they draw that's not my responsibility but um i i certainly you know if i had been concerned about what people thought about me, I probably wouldn't have done half of the things that I've done. Yep. Now, I, I know when I started therapy at 30, um, I was a, a perfectionist with my hair. Like I had to have my hair just mm. right before mm-hmm. I went in all sides. And my therapist was like, really? You spent all that time, you know, uh, people ain't going to give that much of a shit because you don't look that much different. It's right. all in your head. It's but I had to deal with that that critical voice because we all have it because we live in a society where we're inundated with images that create this standard that, you know, most people don't feel they're ever able to attain, even if they in fact attain it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the, you know, we all have body dysmorphia to a degree, but some of the ones that have the most intense body dysmorphia are the people that are rocking. Yes. They have rocking bodies. And they're like, well, I am like, okay. <laughs> we got to stop this conversation and go, cause you're looking fine as fuck. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's this internal dialogue. And I think that that's what we're here to figure out or not. Yes. I mean, it's a choice. It's a choice. It is a choice. I love you that. know, and, 
And you got to stay in the muck because, you know, the muck is where we we get the most insight and we can potentially grow. And yet most people, when they get uncomfortable, they want to run for the hills and lead the situation. What ends up happening? They they bring all that shit forward, all that unresolved shit forward. So stay in it figure your way through to get out the other end. You might find that those issues that were insurmountable are no issues anymore, but you also might find it's time to move on from whatever the relationship is that you were in that wasn't working. You know, it, it, it sets you free in so many ways, but um, it's work. It and is you work. Gotta, you've got to do the uncomfortable stuff within that work to take a look. But someone had said this to me, I can't remember her name, she was a, a porn star for a big porn star, female for 19 years. And she had been in it. I think she was a heroin addict. She got, she finally got out of that space and became a PhD. And now she's a, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, and she's helping people. But I remember hearing her say for so long, I was holding on. I didn't want to let go because I felt like I was going to fall into this precipice and I let go. And the ground was like right, right under there. my feet. And I was like, okay, that is brilliant because that's really what it is. The fear will take you fucking out. But the fear is about something that isn't, hasn't happened, and is the worst case scenario if things open up and fall into the pit. Hmm. So it, it just, you know, it's a big, huge obstacle that a lot of people are are driven by and restricted by and you know, if I leave today, you know, I, I, I can look back and say, I, I really don't have any regrets. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and that's, that's, you know, that's liberating. Uh, so liberating. That's a beautiful place to kind of wrap this episode of 40 plus real men up because I love the got to stay in the muck and realizing that in that muck is where you're going to find the answers and the liberation. So again, just, I love that you're leaning into all this and the music is the beautiful results of how you see this and that it drives you. And the song is called stronger. I know there's more coming from you, Colton. And um, thanks so much for being here to share with my guys on 40 plus real men, real talk. Thank you, Rick. It's uh, been a, a real pleasure. That's a wrap for 40 plus real men, real talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk, where the conversations continue.